Welcome to Anything But Routine. Today, before we start the podcast, we want to talk about our teacher program. This is an exclusive discount for you guys. Are you guys buying stuff for your whole studio, your whole team? We automatically apply our discounts, our best prices, to your order. Go sign up today at justforkicks.com backslash teachers program. Now, enjoy the podcast. Everybody, I'm here. We're actually at camp at, at Just for Kicks Dance Camp, and I'm talking with Victoria McNamara. And Victoria, you own, say the name of your studio, Victoria Dance Productions in Edina, Minnesota. Edina. And she's also a coach for the Edina dance team as yes. well. So she wears two hats. I do. And funny story, we met, we're both from Minnesota, but we met for the first time at Dance. Summit the Dance Teacher Summit Dance Teacher Summit in New York City and she yeah. came up to my booth and said, "Hey, I'm from Minnesota." It was really neat and we've kind of run into each other off and on at this and that from then on. So, um all right, so she wears two hats. She's a studio <laughs> owner and a dance coach. So tell yeah. us a little bit about your studio and going okay. through COVID and how you've survived and um it's it's been interesting like all dance studios um we've been around for 29 years now wow um i That's taught a long time yeah i was a competition um instructor at dance shop when i moved to minneapolis okay. now summit dance shop um for four years under jan miller and then i Love opened jan. vdp i know she's a great lady um i opened vdp 29 years ago and we're we're still kicking um covid was interesting Um, Like all studio owners and all dance coaches, we had to figure it out. I learned more about technology in the last 18 months. I thought I was pretty technologically savvy. Until then. Until COVID. (laughs) It was like, oh my gosh. And thank gosh for the Minnesota Studio Owners Association uh, Association on Facebook. I was on there a lot too. Yeah, we Mm. really, um, people banded together and and really helped each other out. Someone would learn something about Zoom and post on there going, hey, do you know this trick? Or why won't my speakers work or whatever? And it was really a lifesaver as a studio owner. And I think that's important like to think about how we can help each other. Because I yes. think so many people see each other as their enemy because they're right. in competition. But we, we can be each other's advocates. We're in Minnesota, and there are dance studios literally on every block. Right. So you have to get over that that mental mm-hmm. block that you have um, and work together. If right. You, if you, I mean, every studio has its own niche. Yeah. Like, our niche is balance. Um, I own, um, I'm sorry, I'm the proud mother of two daughters. Right. Um, I was a cheerleader, student council, that stuff in high school. I wanted that for my daughters. I wanted them to do dance team or theater or whatever their niche was. Um, but so many studios, um, I was fiercely competitive, so I wanted to do competition. I wanted my kids to have that opportunity. But um, a lot of studios do the, no, you can't do dance team right. and do studio. You can't do theater and do studio. And I wanted that for my girls. So you wanted that balance. I did. Yeah. Life is long. And those high school memories and junior high school memories are so important. And the connections that they make now in school is important. It's so neat to hear you say that because I, I hear so many studio owners that are like, no, you can't be in that. No, no. no. You can't be in that. You can't do and, that. And it's just... 
you know, especially with the dance team thing, I think studios are shooting themselves in the foot. Well, right. Why would they not want to do work their schedules Just, around it and keep those kids? Exactly. Otherwise, a lot of kids are going to choose high school team, and you're going to lose them at right. the studio. Right. Actually, so you better figure that out. That's where the balance started for us. And what we yeah. do is once they get to eighth grade, they have the option. Like our younger teams do tap ballet, jazz. They don't have a choice. Um, we want okay. them to have a well-rounded education. Once they hit high school, then they can come in and do just one competition routine. Yeah, that's or cool. Or two or ten, whatever they yeah. want to do. Um, some kids can do high school dance team and do 12 competition routines, and, yeah. you know, it's no big deal. So our thing is balance, um, school, family, God, and dance. I love it. And it's up to the parents where you want to put your priorities. We have a few things, obviously, that are mandatory, your Everybody competition does. preps and all that yeah. kind of thing, um, but we work really hard to keep it, to keep you get the balance, and so the kids don't miss out on high school dancing just for kicks, Yeah, um, things that are really right. exciting and, and great opportunities for them. Yeah, because I, I do think that's really neat. I, I love hearing that about you. When I went to a seminar once, and, and, and it actually was in Iowa, where you're from, Okay, but um, they, they drew a big circle on the the grease board and they yeah. divided it into pies and then they wrote dance yeah. in one little piece of the pie and they said you guys you're just one piece of the pie right these kids have schoolwork they have family they have right. church they right. have they might have a job right you're you're and how you know when you think of the mental health of our athletes oh and dance gosh. how can you pull them in so many directions so and I, these I, kids are pulled they from, are they I have mean, so much they're pressure in, they're in in extra classes and swim lessons and whatnot at 18 months. It's crazy. It, it is. It's, it's crazy. It is. So, yeah. So, um, let's talk about, okay, you know, I own Just for Kicks, and you know that. And yep. and so our, our youth programs really went through a hit during COVID, but yep. most of them don't have buildings. Most of right. them rent from a church or from a facility. I mean, we probably have 10 or 12 or 15 maybe i'm sitting here right, counting right. that are in physical spots where where they had to keep the rent going during covid right. which is hard right. it was tough and we saw a lot of studios go out of business and it oh it's so sad i feel so sad for some of my friends that it that is. happened to so wondering how you survived it and what are you doing to get your kids back and you know you know we our recreational program was the one that took the hit our competition kids obviously are athletes and the parents know that it's really important we some chose to do it online again we went for the balance factor yep. when we were able to be back in the building almost every class was in in studio but we also did the zoom class so the kid could be at home taking class with their friends yep through that through the computer That's great. Um, that was really the thing that helped us the most what was so hard was the limit of 10 people in the room yeah. our our studios we have a couple studios that are quite large and had a 42 person capacity yeah. with the six foot square yeah but we could only have 10 people in there oh geez. and so that yeah. the, the rent was really the biggest the yep. biggest challenge i know and that's really what took a lot of the studios out yeah. many landlords did the gave their customers breaks yeah. during ours did not oh, so you're <laughs> so still paying to come we, back yeah, yeah 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 we're just we're squeaking by we and started saying you know our comeback's going to be stronger than our setback that became our mantra absolutely and that is a great mantra. it's easier said than done though. It is. i mean because oh my gosh you know like we as a business we were really hit you oh, know absolutely. because everything we do is event-based right so we lost all our camps we lost our bowl Your game halftime right. yes. stuff's coming back you know right. but it's slow right. so um you were talking about 
about reaching out to past clients? Yeah, you know, um, the, the biggest thing in Minnesota, a lot of our families have cabins or they do their summer vacations and some are traveling to Europe and whatnot. Yeah. Um, where the kids are gone for six, eight weeks at a time. Um, this summer, we saw our biggest resurgence of summer classes because the parents are like, go. Go. Please, get them out of the house. Please, they need get to out do of the house. something. And they, they did. They need something to work their bodies and their minds. And so we did a, we reached back out to, um, once we saw this resurgence coming, we reached back out to former clients and did to make sure that they remembered that we were here and that this is a great opportunity. And we had quite a few kind of do the, oh my gosh, thank you so much. Yes. You know, yep. Susie would love to come take a class this summer. And it's just, it's a easy, I mean, they're in your computer system. It's an easy marketing, shoot an email, shoot a, hey, we're still here. Yep. We'd love to, we'd love to see you. I really feel that connection is, you know, what makes kids come back. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's the relationships. Absolutely. And I feel in our, our culture in general right now, relationships driven businesses are hurting. Right. You I know, agree. Because everyone's struggling to find people to work and people are just, they're wanting to be coddled. They're wanting to be, you know, I read a right. book called Hug Your Customer. Hug Your Customer because it, it really tells you how people are searching for relationships and longing for it. And they want to be noticed. They want to be appreciated. So all the things you can do to make those customers come back, just let them know they're missed for one thing. Right. You know, yeah. I will I will take that a step further and say on a day-to-day -day basis as a studio owner, um, hug your staff. Um, these people are hurting as well. Yes. You know, they, they lost out on classes and whatnot. Um, I will say my staff is fabulous. They they are they're out there helping market. They're out there yeah. hugging the customer um, as well. So I think as studio owners, we need to remember to to make sure we're taking care of our staff and, and appreciate them. Right. You know, sometimes we get busy and we forget yep. and, and we have staff retreat coming up here in a week. That's something else we do right after auditions you is do. we get together and we go away for two, three days, which is team building. Yeah, that's great. And, but we plan our whole year oh, and, I love and that. as we're prepping for it, I'm kind of doing that. You know, I haven't seen my staff in a month since recital. They're in class teaching, yeah. obviously, but I have not been on the love my staff um, yeah, boat lately. Yeah, that's neat. And, and you know, and important. I really feel if you think about people, yourself included, it, it's like you need people to appreciate you. Well, of course. And, and that, yes. I think we all think of it sometimes in how much are they getting paid, but there's also paychecks of the heart. Right. And just appreciating people and valuing them is Absolutely. really important. You know, you feel good. I mean, something to look at as a studio owner is do you go through staff? And, you know, I have some staff like uh, Amanda, who was in here just before we started, and, and Kelly, they've taught our preschool program for 20 years, you know? That's my Miss Holly. She's been with me for 22 years. And you want to hold on to those yeah. people because they're valuable to right. you. And they're valuable to your parents. And right. then you know how they're going to treat kids. You know they're, you know, yeah. so treating yeah. them well is super, super important. Yeah, it is. And I, I, I agree that I miss out sometimes on that and so it's well, a good reminder it's just it's just tough sometimes and we're all we're all human the yeah. teachers are human the parents are human they miss deadlines man do they miss deadlines um, yeah teachers, you think <laughs> right teachers have a bad day stat phoners or studio owners we get we get wrapped up in our duties and sometimes we just forget and, yeah and that's so. i know that's uh, as we're all coming out of this really tough time it's something kind of on the forefront of my mind oh, I is love to make that, sure though. we're we're taking care of each other right 
that's right. I think that's something we yeah. all learned from COVID is life is hard and we need to love each other more. That's, that's a good point. We had at our last camp, we had a mental health health special, specialist speak oh. at one of our special sessions. It oh, was packed. smart, I'm sure. It was packed, and, and um, it shows you how much the kids and the coaches are needing that. So, yeah. Okay, so where from here? Do you have any goals? Um, <laughs> you know, we're starting year 29, so really yeah. my goal right now is to hit year 30. Yeah. And you know what? Just the goal is to continue to give kids an outlet yeah. and to, to keep them going. Um, I have a... My two hats here at JFK, um, I've got studio dancers that are here with the Diana Dance team. Oh, cool. And so that's fun. And, you know, you and I were talking earlier. As a studio owner, I wish I'd have realized 15 years ago that I can bring my studio kids to Just for Kicks. So I think they think it's more team. It's dance team. Yeah, and yeah. Yes, team. But we have teams. That, I mean, we are team BDP. Yeah. We talk about that culture all the time. Yeah. And so that's something I wish... As a studio owner, I realized 15 years Sooner. ago. Yeah, because it's it's um, a great way for them to get a lot of technique training and absolute choreography. Choreography. <laughs> a lot of choreography. And have some fun. Yeah, and have with fun as your studio. Yeah, right. we should probably push. Maybe we don't advertise the studios enough. I, I don't know. I don't, you probably do. Yeah. But we just, uh, I was not yeah. reading. Again, uh, you, you kind of think that team thing. Yeah. But so that's kind of a goal for me. Oh, good. Is to is get a, to, get a little bit studio oriented coming That's here. That's good to hear. Yeah. But I, I think, you know, as you've been in it a while, your goals do change, you know. They do. And we talk a lot, like we just had a coach's class yesterday and studio owner class where we talked about your ego and that you become a lot better teacher and coach after you let go of your ego. Absolutely. And you realize it's about the kids, not you. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, because a lot of us grew up competition dancers. Uh -huh. So it's all about the win. You know, win. Yes. Yeah. And that's, I know when I opened my studio 29 years ago, we were going to be the most fabulous studio on the face of the earth. Yeah. And now it's about balance and yeah. life and really what what's best for these kids. Well, thank you so much for talking to me. You're Absolutely. fabulous. Well, love to do you. this again. I'd so. love to. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Anything But Routine. If you like the podcast, subscribe and give us a rating. We'll see you next time.